Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. It has nothing to do with Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker killer in California. It has to do with the older 1972 vampire series, The Night Stalker, starring Darren McGavin. Episode 102. What is that going to be? Well, for most of you that that know me from my writing, I wrote a book, and I think it's episode four, maybe, uh, on uh, the Night Stalker uh, podcast series called uh, Connecticut Cult, The Broken Cross. Uh, in 1970, a cult from New Jersey called The Work, um, led by Julia Shacknow and with second in command, Paul Sweetman, entered into Trumbull, Connecticut, eventually building a um, a large cult, almost up to 500 people by the 1970s uh, in the Bristol and the Britain area, of Farmington area of Connecticut. And Paul Sweetman um, was the financial advisor uh, for the cult. The cult had been very successful in making money, uh, usually by deceptive means, lying to the state, bolstering property taxes, um, starting projects, not paying their debtors. Typical uh, cult criminal activity, which is prevalent in every cult. Um, a couple years ago, I had done a. There had never been. Uh, there had never been really any research into this cult. I started doing research into it. And in my, like I said, in my book that can be found on Amazon, The Connecticut Cult of Broken Cross, there's information in that cult that even cult members didn't know. And when they found out, um, yeah, somebody probably put a hex on me or probably somebody's wax dog and stabbed or burned or I'll be the next wicker man, but whatever, whatever, whatever it is, bring it on. I'm ready, <sighs> you know, but with that being said, uh, in 2015, At the Shuttle Shuttle Metal Golf Course in uh, Britain, a human bone or femur had been dug up by uh, an animal. Now, this is 2015, mind you. The police department took it over, took the investigation over. Bone the the bone was collected. Probably a typical run DNA test. Let's see what's going on with it. If we have a match, um, in that time span, um, you'll often hear me speak of uh, a Connecticut uh, uh, crime, cold crime uh, journalist, uh, Terry Sutton, believed that the um, that the leg bone may have possibly been uh, belonged to uh, Paul Sweetman, uh, the cult, the cult second. Um, second leader of the cult, um, the work, uh, Sweetman had disappeared a few, uh, a few years earlier. His car, his vehicle was found abandoned in uh, a local parking lot up in that area. Uh, the wife at the time, um, his wife at the time, uh, was also in the cult. She was like the 
the third highest ranking member there. But you got to remember, Nicole, a woman can't actually ever be at the top because that's how cults work. For you females that don't know that, you might not want, if you want to get anywhere in your career, a cult is probably not the place you want to be. Um, so, Terry called me one day. I was actually going to do a, um, a radio broadcast on the disappearance of Dennis Lloyd Martin uh, from the uh, Smoky Mountain National Park on June uh, 14th of uh, 1969. I had uh, I was going on to the um, WPLR uh, Chaz and AJ show. To, uh, I had done a few. Uh, cold case files there and we had just started to discuss you know all of a sudden terry calls me up the night before hey did you ever hear of this cult and this is what's going on this and that and, you know i can't let i can't let dead dogs lie that's how i am so i started investigating and doing some stuff and you know i started reading about how the cult was working this that and the other thing and i you know you know how i am i generally point fingers uh say names and that's why this podcast is under the term explicit but so I opened my mouth about this cult that apparently the big brother didn't want me to be talking anything about because the individual we're going to be talking about today, Rudy Hannon, had been a suspect in a few murders in the cult while the cult was operating. What people didn't realize, not even the New Britain police, Rudy Hannon was actually the son of the cult leader, Julius Shacknow. A lot of people didn't know that. And as we get into this a little more, you're going to find out stuff that you're going to say, holy Christ, how didn't the cops know this? Um, so the police find this bone. They take some DNA samples from family members and Sure enough, with shovel in hand, they go to this property owned by uh, another cult member, uh, Sorak Minerly. They dig up underneath his shed. Okay, well, here's parts of 12 sweeping all over the place. So, during the confession, it was basically this, um, Minerly and um, Rudy Hannon pointed fingers at each other. Uh, but the, the kind of the initial thing was that um, Sweetman was... Now, you got to remember, these, these, two, these two indigents were later parts of the cult. They weren't the original... Uh, they weren't the, the original cult members that Scooby-Doo would be chasing around. With that in mind, there was also a closer link so you have Rudy Hannon, who is the son of um, who is the son of the, the cult leader, okay, sorry for the interruption. So okay, so Hannon is the um, the child of Julius Shack now. Now, here's where the creepy shit comes in. You know what? We didn't, we didn't, you know what? We'll go to the creepy shit in a minute. Let's just go to, uh, so Paul Sweetman gets convinced to coming to a, a, uh, workshop that's 
owned by Sorek Minerly, the younger um, cult member. So while he's there, uh, Rudy and um, Sorek basically beat him to death. Um, not sure that he's dead, they throw him in a freezer, throw some big heavy toolboxes on there so he can't get out. Freezes him into a block of ice. Sorek takes his chainsaw, cuts him up in little pieces. They bury him all over the place. Um, so they recover his body. Now, here's, here's where the creepy shit comes in. Sorek's mother apparently was either going out or married to Rui Hannon. So we kind of got this, like, um, the Hills Have I family thing going on there. Well, the reason I, I decided to uh, do this podcast today, just to kind of throw a little bit of a teaser in there, was because I opened the paper. Now, okay, so let me let me go back. So I got a lot of information on my head, so I kind of skip things once in a while. In 19, not 19, 2016, the F... Rudy Hannon was being held in a, a prison in Las Vegas, where, under the proffer doctrine, to get out of the shit that he had got himself into down there, he had acknowledged the homicide of Paul Sweetman. Okay? Now, this was about 10 years that this information went nowhere. Okay? Because basically, under the uh, proffer doctrine, the FBI... You can answer questions for the FBI, but they can't prosecute you. So why the hell didn't you send the shit to New Britain or the Connecticut State Police or somebody, you know? So with that being with that being said, and it's not uncommon because law enforcement never tra- never trades any information with each other because they're like a bunch of Girl Scouts. Uh, they don't want you know they want, don't want anybody solving their crimes or finding finding somebody before them or whatever the hell it might be. So. As I was saying, I'm going out to this this radio show, Chaz and AJ and uh, PLR, uh, WPLR 99.1 in uh, Connecticut. So I decided, okay, well, midstream, I'm going to switch to Paul, the, the body parts found by Paul Sweetman. Well, I didn't know this, this proffer doctrine or this, this case was manifesting into a big bag of crap that was about to explode when I opened my mouth. So I opened my mouth putting it out to about a quarter million people that this is who Bone belonged to. This is who the cult member was. These are the people that might be responsible. Hitting everything on the head. We had a few laughs about it and all of a sudden, two days later, guess what? Rudy Hannon and Sorek Minerly are arrested by the New Britain Police. Oops, should have kept my big mouth shut, but I didn't, so what? No one cares. At least you find, finally did something about it. Well, with all said being done, they were all, they were all awaiting trial for this um, this homicide. I think there was a third person involved. The, the, the original concept for this, um, this homicide was probably planned by his wife, who unfortunately had died about a year or two after that. Um, 
so she was never interviewed or prosecuted. But she wanted she always wanted to be the bigwig. She always wanted to be the leader leader of the leader of the pack, let's say. But she couldn't because it was a cult, and cult don't like females that way, and they won't let you do their can't be their director. So I guess she figured if she wiped everybody out, she'd probably have the better chance. Uh, interesting book you should read. It can be found on Amazon. It's the Connecticut Cult, The Broken Cross. Uh, I don't write expensive books because I would rather write books that I don't charge a lot for and people want to read. So down the line, here we go. Two days ago, yesterday, I'm sitting, sitting down, attempting to mind my own business, which to me doesn't work very well. Of course, you all know that because of my big mouth, my bad attitude, and my dysfunctional ways. Um, I pick up the newspaper only to find out that at 77 years old, Rudy Hannon, prior to his court date, passes away from COVID. Son of a bitch, right? And this has happened to me on a lot of occasions, like Robert LaRosa. I had him dead to nuts because I got a confession from somebody that he killed his wife and his sister and a bastard the day before I called him. He knew I was calling him because I called him out on a podcast that somebody sent to him. The bastard had a heart attack. You know, shit. But that's how it is, you know. When I go after something, I'm like one of those pit bulls with a with a stake hanging in front of me. Somebody's somebody's gonna get bit in the ass, you know how that is. It's the way you gotta be. You can't let people discourage you from doing shit. But so yes, our suspect, one of our suspects in the uh, homicide of uh, Paul Sweetman, and I actually believe, believe it or not, I actually believe that Rudy Hanna was directly was a person directly um, involved in the homicide. He was a bigger, stronger guy than. Uh, Minerally, Sorek. Um, and who, you know, how do you freaking kill somebody and not know they're dead? You got to throw, throw their ass in the refrigerator and make sure they're dead. I mean, Jesus, that is like dysfunctional. You know what I'm saying? God, how, how do you people have a cult? I mean, God, you don't get anything right sometimes. But that's my story and I'm sticking to it, so... I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. If I offended you, well, too bad. If I made you think a little bit, that's great. And I will talk to you episode number 102. This is 102. We will be 103. Um, I had 103 planned. Now I changed my mind, so I'm not sure what 103 is going to be yet, but it will be something that's probably entertaining or thoroughly scare you away from the radio. I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, and just remember, if you are in a dark room, a dark alley, a dark car, backseat of a car, in the trunk of a car, or in a room that is dark, and you don't know where the back door is or that pull string handle to that trunk, you better find out and find out fast, because we may be doing you on the next episode.